everyone. Welcome to another episode of Brew Daddies. Today, we are going to be talking about Right Proper Brewing Company. Now, they actually have two facilities. One, their brew pub and restaurant, which is located in the Shaw neighborhood of Washington, D.C. And the second is their production house and tasting room, which is located in the Brooklyn neighborhood of Washington, D.C. The production facility and tap room in Brookland. That's where we went. So we're going to talk a little bit about the tap room there, the production facility, and the uh, beers that we tried. Yep. And that's also where they make their commercial beers. Now, the tap room is really very comfortable. It's another cozy space. Right Proper's Brookland tap room is very neighborhood focused. It's in, it's in a residential area. Uh, with some commercial stuff around it. It's small. They've got some really nice wooden high-top tables and a pretty good-looking bar. You know, it's it's incredible. I think of all the breweries we go to, how environmentally aware they all are. You know, and Right Proper is no different. You know, for instance, those beautiful tables and the bar in their, their tasting room are all reclaimed wood. You know, and they use a lot of environmental practices in their brewing as well to conserve water. So, you know, the brewing community is very, very big into these environmental issues. Another thing that Right Proper does at their brewing facility in in, in Brookland is the roof is entirely solar panels. Right. And, and they're adding on to their small sort of beer porch. It's not really a garden. But they're adding an awning over that that is also going to be solar panels. And if I remember correctly, it's all going to be, that's going to allow them to essentially be electric neutral exactly. on the grid. Yeah. They'll be creating as much energy as they use. So to learn a little bit more about Right Proper, we're going to be talking with Nathan Zender, the head brewer. Take it away, Nathan. My name is Nathan Zender. I'm the head brewer, co-owner of Right Proper Brewing Company here in Washington, D.C. So we opened up about five years ago, four and a half, five years ago in the Shaw neighborhood, Washington, D.C. That's right next to the Howard Theater. It's become a pretty lively part of town, a 930 club and a bunch of other live music venues are over there. We opened up our tap room and production brewery here in Brooklyn in Northeast D.C. about two and a half years ago. I was a longtime home brewer before we opened up. So my first professional brewing gig was head brewer at our brew pub. When the production brewery opened up uh, two and a half years ago, I moved over here to take those responsibilities over. Uh, here at Right Proper, we brew, like to say, a few different families of beers. Um, so really segment out into about three different categories, our families of beers. Um, so we have relatively accessible beers, like our flagship is Raised by Wolves, which is dry hop pale ale. It's available in cans. So that beer is done in uh, cylindrical conical fermenters with traditional brewer's yeast. Uh, pretty good dry hopping on that. Um, then we have um, a series of beers that we do with our house mixed culture. So that is a blend of a bunch of different traditional Saison uh, yeast strains, some Britannomyces strains, and some Lactobacillus. So all married up in a cocktail. We started that yeast program when we at the inception of the brew pub, and it's gone several hundred generations. It's sort of just become our house character. So we do beers with the house mixed culture in stainless steel. We also do them in fooders, so large French oak tanks that are about 1,200 gallons. Then we do a family of beers in the Berliner Weiss sort of tradition. 
Those are brewed with a house adaptive lactobacillus culture and they are packaged live. So we never sort of kettle sour. So um, we'll have live lactobacillus beers that we pass along to the drinking public. Yeah, sometimes I nickname ourselves like a yeast cult. Um, so it's sort of a, almost like a spiritual attempt at unity with between the drinker and the yeast. I would say, you know, a lot of our beers are relatively yeast forward and then mixed fermentation stuff, especially, but um, not to the exclusion of hopping. You know, I believe that, you know, uh, a drinkable balanced beverage is what we're always really after. So it should, you know, look to all, just any culinary art, you know, you balancing flavors against and mouthfeel against each other. So, you know, we don't want anything too hoppy. We don't want anything to this, that, or the other thing, too pointed, really. Um, so, you know, balanced drinkable beers with a ton of charm and character, distinct house quality is really what we're lacking after when we're, uh, you know, putting a recipe together. So as far as using unorthodox or unusual processes or raw materials, I would focus in on some of the like deeply historic beers that we've done. So I've done a whole series of beers at the brew pub and a couple here called American Primitive Beers. Uh, so those use our house mixed culture and then all kinds of sacred and medicinal herbs from the long history of brewing. So this human endeavor of fermentation has been going on for almost 10,000 years. Hops have only been used for 600-ish years. Um, so these use all different kinds of um, plant and tree anatomy to get bitterness and, and different interesting character. We've never done a beer that had zero hops in it, but usually the focus on a lot of those beers would be for the different botanical herbs that we're using. Um, as far as designing the brewery in the tap room, we dealt with a lot of constraints at our original location, the brew pub. We had to squeeze the brewery into maybe a thousand square feet or less because we had to make where it's a high rent district. So we had to get as many chairs into the restaurant as possible. We didn't have any of those constraints here. So we have about 6,000 square feet, mainly brewing facility. And then, you know, maybe is this 600 square feet, 500 square feet for a tasting room and administrative offices. So we were able to lay this out exactly how we wanted with um, uh, emphasis on workflow and ergonomics and the way that we could never do with the brew pub where everything was sort of just completely crammed in there. That brew pub hit capacity within the first month and then it was always just juggling stuff around from here to there. Here, going into year three, we're starting to approach maximum capacity. So now we're working on warehousing efficiency. The, uh, the tasting room is open seven days a week, uh, 4 to 9 p.m. weekdays, noon to 9 p.m. On uh, weekends, we do tours on Saturday and Sunday at 2, 4, and 6 p.m. Saturdays, we have a food truck here all day long. I've lived in this neighborhood in Brooklyn for, I don't know, approaching 15 years, just about a half a block away from the brewery. We've created like a very, hopefully, neighborhood-friendly communal gathering place here, very family-friendly. Um, you see a ton of strollers here on the weekends. So we have rather distinct muraling here inside the, the tasting room. We also have the same artist did a mural at our original location in Shaw. It is a wraparound mural uh, that goes the whole room that is telling the story of, I'm not sure if people grew up with the Richard Scarry children's books, but it's like a, an adult version of that where these animals have escaped the zoo. They conquer humanity. Um, and then they put us in the zoo, and that's all told through a, a very long series of um, uh, of sort of specific storyboard images. Yeah, oh, um, the artist's name is Patso. Uh, he's, he's a local uh, artist and bartender. 
beers that are brewed at the brew pub are exclusively offered at the brew pub. We started a small bottling program there in the last couple of weeks, so people can actually get some sort of um, beers done in bottles there, 500 milliliter bottles, or you can always get growlers of most of the beers, not all the beers. And then um, all the beers brewed here, for the most part, in the production brewery in Brooklyn are available throughout the city at sort of better bars and restaurants and uh, liquor stores. Every Thursday, we um, we do trivia here at the the brew pub, so that's kind of fun weekly event that we do on Thursday nights here at the Production Brewery in Brooklyn. Um, other than that, you'll see us at all the the big beer events throughout the summer and fall. You know. Well, we really enjoyed meeting Nathan. Thank you so much to Nathan and all the folks at Right Proper for showing us around and and talking to us about about their beer and their brewing philosophy. Yeah, it was great sitting down with them, tasting the beers, and having them explain to us their processes and how they do these different kinds of beers that they make. Now, the Brew Pub in the Shaw neighborhood of D.C. is a full-service restaurant. So if you go there, you can try their beers. You can order... Get some good food, You can get some good food at really a very, very great price. Like, they're really intended to be a neighborhood place and they really try to make sure that they're they're not trying to be sort of a high-end really expensive type of restaurant just a great neighborhood place to get some good food and a great beer at the brookland production facility and tap room there is no food they've got a few snack things behind the bar Uh, on saturdays i believe all day they've got food truck but most of the rest of the time you really either are going to have to bring some stuff with you or you can call you can have it delivered you can have a pizza or some other food delivered to the tap room or you can walk it's about 10 minute walk to the metro and there's a bunch of restaurants around there as well help you walk off a little bit of that great beer beer let's talk about the beer speaking of great beer let's let's please do that let's talk about the beer because boy did they have some really good beer you know initially and and you know Nathan talked about this a little bit, but there's three main kinds of beers that they do. There's your traditional type of fermentation type beers where they have the steel conicals and whatnot. But then they also have three French oak foders in which they do wild yeast fermentation, make a lot of their other beers. And then they also do some sours as well, using some of those Brett Myases and other little critters. Make some tasty beer. So we got to taste some of each of the kinds of beers that they make. Yeah, he referred to them as families. And I think that's a yes. good way to talk about them. Families of beers. You've got your standard stuff, fermentation. You've got your lactobacillus type of stuff. And then you got your wild stuff um, in the Fodor. So one of the first ones that we tried was called Diamond's Fur Coat Champagne. Tell us a little bit about this. This was an amazingly tasty beer. It's a Berliner Weiss. They use the lactobacillus in it to help get that nice little tart flavor. Also had a lot of grapefruit notes. It was just really enjoyable, very drinkable. It wasn't too tart, and you were able to get those grapefruit flavors and a little bit of elderberry flavor as well, and it just came together very nicely. It was a great Berliner Weiss. I really like the elderflower. I thought that gave it a really pleasant floral note without being too floral and flowery. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, and one of the interesting things about diamonds for a coat in champagne is that it is not kettle soured. Correct. 
that's not the way they do it. Um, and I think that added a level of cleanness, crispness to it. Yes. That, that I would normally wouldn't find in a Berliner Weisse. Yeah, but really nice. I really liked it. I was a big fan, big fan of this. So from there, we moved on to the, I guess you would call it the normal fermentation types, type beers. And we tried their Raised by Wolves Pale Ale. I thought it was a good beer. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's very dry. Uh, there was some bitterness, some perfumey flavors as well. It had some tropical fruit, grassy aromas. It, it was a nice pale ale. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Right. And they they focused a lot on bringing out flavor of hops in this pale ale rather than the bitterness of hops. So it has a really clean flavor and a nice blend of different characteristics of hop flavor to it. So the, the last beer we had was their Baron Corvo, which is a rustic beer de garde. This is one of their wild yeast beers. It was smooth. There was this slight fruit flavor, which was had sour cherry notes. There was some hints of oak, a little bit of funkiness. It was very complex. Really complex. Very delicious. Uh, I think you liked it a little bit more than than I liked it, but I was I was a little overwhelmed by the complexity. I think I really enjoyed the complexity. It was a little um, surprising as well. I think because you smell this beer and you get a lot of funkiness in the aroma. You you know the great wild yeast kind of beer smell, but then when you taste it. While there's some funkiness, it's not nearly as much as you would think. But yes, it's very complex, but wow, did I love this beer. I thought it did have a nice flow from sort of the initial funkiness, driven mostly by the aroma, but it certainly pushed into the to the flavor. And then it had that sour cherry fruitiness that you mentioned. And then it finished with a very woody end, a little oaky kind of woody end. Yeah. It was good. It was good. And I liked it. I thought the flow was was very good of those flavors, one into the other. And so there's uh, a lot more beer at yes. Right Proper to try. These were just three sort of examples of the three families that they focused on there that we tried. There was much more to try. And of course, there were beers. Again, we were at the, because we were at the Brookland facility, we didn't even have a chance to consider the sort of smaller batch stuff that they are doing at Shaw. And I hope we get to Shaw, the Shaw uh, location soon and try some of the, the stuff they're brewing there. But it's a comfortable space, very cozy, great for, uh, it's, it's actually dark. Oh, and we have to talk about the artwork. Yes, we do. Now, I know Nathan talked about it a little bit, but the entire facility, there is a mural that covers all the walls. And it's a continuous story. Continuous story. I remember the first time I went in and saw one of the panels. And boy, was I confused. Because it tells the story of basically the animals taking over. So instead of the animals in the zoo and people watching them, it goes from that to people in the zoos and animals watching them. It's a little gruesome in some places. I thought it was Fan-freaking-tastic. So did I, but it confused the heck out of me in the beginning because I saw this gruesome panel and I was like, whoa, is this just like animals killing people? Or you got to see it. You got to see it. You got to see it. So if Exactly. And you got to see the whole thing. 
if yeah and you really have to look at it and follow the story if you ever were a fan of Richard Scarry, who is a children's book author and an artist um, in, I guess, the 70s? And I was. It, it's, it, it's in the same style, but essentially, like Adam said, it's a story of animals breaking out of the zoo and taking over the world and treating, Animal farm. treating humans the way we treat animals. In every possible incarnation. It's, and it's, it's highly entertaining, and if you're okay with the morbid and like Adam said, gruesome. It's it's fantastic. It's worth seeing this mur- this mural. Uh, we'll post some pictures. Excellent uh, on Instagram and and Twitter and stuff. Speaking of Instagram and Twitter and stuff, you can find us at thebrewdaddies.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram at brewdaddies, and on Twitter at thebrewdads. So once again, we'd like to thank Right Proper Brewing for allowing us to come there, see their space, show us around, and taste their beer. You can find them at rightproperbrewing.com. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you are a brewer or have a brewery and would like us to come and visit you and talk about you in an episode of Brew Daddies, you can email us at hosts at thebrewdaddies.com And remember, always drink great beer. Mm-hmm.